Morning prayer begins on page three. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord of And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Vanity, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved for this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 136, on page 511. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of all gods, for his mercy endureth forever. O thank the Lord of all lords, for his mercy endureth forever. Who only doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. Who by his excellence wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. Who laid out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. Who hath made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever the sun to rule the day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and the stars to govern the night, for his mercy endureth forever. Who smote Egypt with their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a mighty hand and stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever divided the Red Sea in two parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to go through the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. But as for Pharaoh and his host, he overthrew them in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. Who led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. Who smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Yea, and slew mighty kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Sion, king of the Amorites, 
for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. And gave away their land for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even for an heritage unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us when we were in trouble, for his mercy endureth forever. And hath delivered us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Who giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks unto the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 18th verse of the second chapter of read it. Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations, but I will remove far from you the northern army, and I will drive him away into a barren and desolate land with his face towards the eastern sea and his back towards the western sea. His stench will come up and his foul order, odor will rise because he has done monstrous things. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid, you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up and the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain, in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days. Thou will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire, pillar of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. 
and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Here ends the first lesson. Together, Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the, the first chapter of the second epistle to Peter. Therefore I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know them and are established in the present truth. Yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent, to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. For we do not know, we do not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice, which came from heaven, when we were with him on the holy mountain. We also have the prophetic word made more sure, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark As a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this, that no prophecy of Scripture is it of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. 
and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment, and especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. Here ends the second lesson. Together, the shorter form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit let us pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may by thee be plenteously rewarded through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hath safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Good morning to all. There's a lot in our lessons today, um, but a few things to focus on in the lesson from Joel, where we've had the, in Joel so far, the, the locust plague and the northern army come and God exhort the people to, to, to turn in fasting and prayer. And they do. And today we, we, uh, today's portion, we understand that or we, we hear that it worked. <laughs> uh, God heard the prayer. And, um, this lesson talks about, uh, the, uh, the driving back of the army that's come. It's always called incidentally, it, unless it's Egypt attacking for Israel, it's always the northern army because the only way to get to Israel is from the north. Even if you're coming from the east, the armies always came up the fertile crescent down in Israel. So they're always coming from the north, but the northern army is going to be going to be defeated and, and his dead body is going to be in the sea. There's a little illusion there, I think, to something here in Revelation about the beasts from the sea, because this army has done monstrous things, and he ends up in the sea. So there's an image of, of the overthrow of evil, which is a, a, a subject for another uh, talk. And then also we have in this lesson the restoration of the agricultural fortunes. He's going to, all of the four kinds of locusts that consume the crops are recounted, and this is restored to prosperity. And, and God is with them. But the most significant thing about this Joel passage is that it, it, it contains the, the verse that Peter quotes on Pentecost to describe what's happened that day. It will come to pass, uh, and it's interesting in Joel, it says the Hebrew, uh, in the New King James has afterwards, but, uh, when Peter quotes it in the New Testament, in the Greek, it's, it's translated as, as in the last days, um, the, the eschaton, li literally, and so it will come to pass in the last days that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And so um, the whole promise of the spirit, and we should note something about this throughout the Old Testament, that as we've read the history of Israel and the way that Israel fell short of covenant faithfulness, that this was a result of this. Um, it really goes back to Genesis where the separation from God that due to sin leaves a humanity operating on this natural plane. And what is really needed is the gift of the spirit to restore that full union with God and to restore the fullness of life in union, in communion with God so that the spirit is the answer to what is lacking in the human condition. And once Christ has, um, come and fulfilled the Torah with his righteous life and death and ascended, then he sends the spirit, which is the thing that is needed to restore the fortunes of Israel. And now in the spirit, Israel can live in faithfulness to the Torah. And um, it, it's interesting just in a sort of taking the, the broad themes of Joel into the very concentrated uh, lesson in Acts, in Joel, um, we, we have judgment on Israel, the, the northern army and the and the loc and the plague on agriculture, but it, it kind of points to the way that Jesus on the cross bears the sin of, of everybody. And then there's a resurrection and a restoration of fortunes that comes and the early church fasts and prays, uh, they wait in Jerusalem from the time of resurrection. They it comes. So it's the fasting and praying community the Spirit comes to, and they now enjoy the fullness of God's blessing. And 
it's also notable, you know, we, we talk about this, you know, if you stay in our Bible series long enough that, um, you know, the day of the Lord then comes in the New Testament with the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70 at the hands of the Romans, but the, the new community of the Spirit, the church, is saved from that destruction. And so the the drama of Joel is played out in a in a new way uh, in 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 Acts, and so that bears further study. But but it's important that Joel is quoted in the New Testament that Pentecost is is ultimately the fulfillment of of this restoration that comes after God's judgment on the people. And and also a notable that as in um, Joel where fasting and praying brings uh, God's hearing, God's restoring the fortunes and pouring out the spirit. So this remains a theme of the Christian life. It's why we have penitential seasons of Advent coming up in Lent. When we turn from, you know, things that are distracting us and turn back to God more holy, we already have the spirit, but we can grow into a new experience of the spirit. And that's kind of what we think about in Advent is a more intensified season of preparation than to receive, to enjoy the Christmas feast in a new and renewed way. This ties into the New Testament lesson because um, Peter, uh, there's a couple of interesting things in the Peter lesson where he says, I want to, so that you know, after my, my decease, um, the word that Peter uses in Second Peter for decease is the Greek word exodus that is only used one other place in the New Testament. It's in Luke's account of the transfiguration, where Jesus talks about his own death as an exodus, which is the new exodus. So Peter sees his death as the pathway then to, the, to larger life. But the main point of Peter's, uh, uh, the, the two extended lesson we read is that Peter says, um, I was there, I was an eyewitness to seeing Jesus when the cloud of glory on the Mount of Transfiguration came on Jesus, and, and the Father's voice said, this is my son, hear him. And so when Peter brings the word of God to the, to the people he's ministering to, he's coming as an eyewitness, a faithful uh, communicator of the word. And this is in contrast with the false teachers that Peter's that are, are roaming around the early church and are still roaming around us that that um, tempt people to unfaithfulness by saying that uh, you know that, that God isn't really faithful that you're that that you should um, grab what you want. Their various teachers have various ways of undermining the gospel. The ways really haven't changed um, very much, although the particular manifestations, it's always that this way of faithful obedience, of saying no to sin and yes to God, isn't really, isn't really the way to go. There's ways you can go and get your own temporal satisfaction on your own. Um, and, and, and so it's always a, a temptation to be drawn out of the path of faithfulness and obedience and into the path of some expedient way to get what I want now. And that's what the false teachers say. And so Peter uses examples. Uh, the angels he talks to are uh, the ones who, who he's probably referring to the ones in Genesis where the sons of God saw the daughters of women. This is a whole uh, 
larger study, but apparently angelic beings who came and mated with human women uh, in Genesis, um, Peter says, because they didn't stay within the boundaries God had set for them, they've been chained now for eternal punishment. And as the ancient world was judged in the flood of Noah, Noah did what God said to do. He sit there and build a boat, you know, which seems like you're building this giant boat in the middle of the desert. Uh, and uh, people say, what are you doing? And then the flood comes. So, and, and so the point is patient obedience in doing what God calls you to do will be vindicated because the judgment will come. And then, and then God, will be, his word will be shown to be faithful. And Peter's point is his word that he's giving to the church is an eyewitness word. And the word of these false, false teachers is just their own imagination. It's why the scriptures are so important to the life of the church, because there's so many ideas float around. Oh, we need to read the scriptures, especially through the mind of the church, as the church has always understood those scriptures and embrace them and persevere in them. Because um, as our lesson will say in a couple weeks on Sunday, heaven or earth will pass away, but the word of God won't. As we stay rooted in that, we, we stay rooted in the promise. And also as we stay rooted in the word um, and in our prayer and in our practice of fasting, today being a, a, a day of fasting and prayer, God continually sends the spirit to us to sustain us and, and to draw us into closer relationship with him as we say no to what is false and yes to what is true. So just a few points about today's lessons. Um, today is our day of prayer and fasting for missions. So we'll continue with our prayer for mission on page 38 of the prayer book. O God, who has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the whole earth, had it send thy blessed son to preach peace to them that are far off and to them that are nigh. Grant that all men everywhere may seek after thee and find thee. Bring the nations into thy fold, pour out thy spirit upon all flesh, and hasten thy kingdom to the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving on page 19. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we have been unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Just pause for a moment to remember personal intercessions, and then we'll close with a prayer of St. Christostom and the Grace on page 20. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, 
and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, that will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace for our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all. Prayer today. Have a great uh, Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you for standing in the gap. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's true. Thank you. Bye today. Bye everybody.